And welcome back to Bass U Live. That, that was, was fun talking to those Auburn guys, Pete. I enjoyed that. I, I was saying, you know, we were live on TikTok, and, and it's it, it's really amazing how they're as a team they're they're using forward facing sonar to isolate casting angles, yeah. isolate fish to throw to. It's when you've got Next two level. when you've got two skillful anglers um, working with the technology like that through an eight to ten hour day. I mean that is that is tough, tough to contend with. Yeah, and, yeah. And Wait, man, when he said that he, one of the things that they do is when you know he casts out a fish and he sees his bait going down to it, he gets off that one and and hunts up another one. Yeah, I was like, wow, I am so far behind. <laughs> <laughs> so far behind. It, it makes total sense now yep. why guys like Alec are stomping my teeth in on Lake Champlain catching smallmouth. Yeah, man, there's guys, there's guys out there that that are this good with the forward facing sonar, and I want to be flip. I want to be flipping at a clump of grass all day. Yeah, well, <laughs> so you got to marry the two. Like uh, what Jake did, at uh, you know, was working with him up at yeah. his 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 nation youth tournament. He caught his first fish off a of mega live, and we were isolating mm -hmm. grass outside grass clumps, mm -hmm. and then we, we were able to see a fish on there, and he was able to catch his first fish uh, with that strategy. I know. Uh, now that that has happened, he's going to, you know, he's going to walk right past me with that technology. For sure. Um, mainly because he's just closer to the screen. He can, yeah. see, it, he can see it better. That might be a but, thing. <laughs> he also doesn't need glasses yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Thanks for pointing that out. No problem. The, uh, <laughs> we've got a, a really a champion angler, and uh, we're glad to have him back on the show. Uh of course, he won famously down at Rayburn by crushing the field, and he's continued to be a performer, as we expect him to be up north, uh, just coming off a fifth-place finish on Thousand Islands. Uh, Alec Morrison, thanks for being with us again. Hey, thank you. It's great to be back, guys. Man, it's, it's great to have you. What, what, that was a awesome performance up at Thousand Islands. You, you got to catch big ones to contend, and you did it. Yeah, true that. You know, it was a lot of it's about – you know, conditions and making that run and just kind of sticking with the game plan. You know, I've never been the guy to stay up river, uh, lots of nice fish up river. And, you know, to a point, the last two Toyotas have not been won down in Clayton, but at the end of the day, you know, there's just so many more big ones down there. So regardless of the event, I'm going to be making the run. That run is a bone jarring <laughs> run, man. Yeah, it definitely can be. There's days it's easy and just boring, but uh, other days it can definitely be a task. Yeah. Did you guys have some uh, – you guys had some adverse conditions on – was it day two or uh, – Day one, yeah. Oh, okay. Day one, the wind blew pretty dang good, and I want to say it, I took about uh, a little over two hours to get back. Granted, I made a lot of stops to just refill my wells and make sure my fish were good, but – yeah, I only got like four hours and changed a fish on that first day. I thought right there when you were, you know, counting up in your head, I thought you were going to say how many waves you scooped on the, <laughs> on the run. Nah. That's, that's where my mind went. <laughs> yeah, I saw some people stuff stuff many, but I think I only, uh, I think I only got a little wet on one. Was <laughs> okay. was it doing that nasty wind where it blows against the direction of the current or? Uh... Yeah, not this time around. Day one, it was blowing with the current. Um, so good fishing conditions, you know, mm -hmm. um, as far as getting them to bite there. Um, but it kind of made for a rough one on the way back. 
just going yeah. with the waves that whole, you know, that whole way. Yeah, that's right. Well, congratulations on a on a great tournament up there, and uh, we're um, we actually we you're Lake Champlain stud. Um, <laughs> yes. This is this is your home. You got you got invaded. You're being invaded this week I by, a, by a whole group of Bassmaster elite anglers, and uh, we bring we want to talk to you about what's happening at Lake Champlain. I know we, Rich and I were talking the waters up. This is a very mm-hmm unique condition we haven't seen for quite a while yeah i mean it really is you know i haven't been on champlain since the last uh last bfl um i can imagine it's come down a little bit although uh you know we have had uh continue to have some rain here and there some decent rain and temps haven't been all that hot so i can't imagine it's come down all that much since i was here last but um yeah it's like Last I saw, it was like two, around two feet high, two and a half feet high from just me judging it. Wow. And that it really is. For this time of year, that's something we haven't had in a long time. How, now, how do you think it's going to uh, affect things? I, I know in the past, the the I guess as we get closer to September, we typically see the largemouth play a bigger role. Mm-hmm. With that high water, do you, do you see that being a factor this week? I know for sure that big large mouse on the bank will be a factor and not necessarily on the bank, but definitely close. You know, there's uh, with that water being up. I already saw a switch and uh, the large mouth um, from the Toyota series event going into getting all that high water and going into the, uh, the BFLs. They definitely, they changed the water came up, they slid up. So I think it'll, it'll allow for, for some of these guys that definitely target them a little easier and maybe get onto some patterns a little quicker and no doubt will it play. But on the flip side, you know, the smallmouth bite is better than ever. I think populations are doing great. I'm catching more big ones offshore than ever. I feel like, and, uh, I, I believe, uh, I believe some mixed bags are some, uh, all small mouse, the guys who commit to, you know, all small mouse out deep, are going to be really consistent as well. Interesting. Well, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Is it going to be smallmouth, or is it going to be mixed bag, or is it going to be largemouth that win? Uh, I think uh, I think mixed bag has a really good chance. Um, I I would I'd like to see it be a little different and have all largemouth win <laughs> up north. I think there's potential for that. It's just. The amount of four plus pound smallmouths, um, you know, that are actively feeding right now, and in my opinion, red, pretty easy to catch. Like if you know what you're doing and where to look, and uh, you spend time scoping around, guys like Kiowa and Taku are gonna catch them really good this event. That's 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 interesting. This yeah. the smallmouth now. Them, my experience, and I want to know if yours is different. Like they seem to be uh, unaffected by rising or falling water levels. Would you Would you agree with that, or have you seen the, the water levels change their behavior? Um, haven't seen this time of year. Haven't seen it change the behavior all that much. Um, there's a thing that kind of us locals like go by a little bit and it's like oftentimes we have uh our low water years you know this isn't our a 
typical low water year like we've had the last three or four years. On those years, um, smallmouth typically play more on the low water years, but that's not necessarily because they're biting better. It's because the largemouth are typically harder to pin down. So smallmouth become more prevalent on those years. I got you. Uh, whereas this, you know, these kinds of years, you know, some higher water, uh, I think largemouth will definitely play more. I think the dude who figures out the deep smallmouth can go spend the first half of the day catching like four, over four pounds, which is totally doable this time of year. Um, you getting on some, you can get on some good groups of fish and, uh, if they can do that and then spend the second half of the day committing for one or two really big largemouth bites, I think whoever can kind of figure out that that game plan and rhythm could definitely put some big bags on scales. Alec, why do you choose that order to go smallmouth fishing first thing in the morning and go largemouth fishing later in the day? It could be a personal thing. Uh, I just have always gotten burned here on largemouth in the morning. Basically, yeah. I, I'll wait until, you know, after 12 o'clock to go start to flip and stuff, especially if the conditions are calling for it. Um, I know you guys probably have some some different ideas about that, maybe, but, um, you know, based on where you fish. But for me, it's always been about like the spots that I like to fish largemouth uh, here typically better in the afternoon when the sun gets right and uh, they get a little more positioned and stuff. Mm. That's interesting. There's definitely bite windows, right? For both species, yeah. Uh, yeah, de de depending on how you're going to fish it and you're giving up one bite window for the other. And I guess, yeah. hope you hope you guess right. Yeah, um, exactly. Small mouse are definitely going to bite in the morning. So yeah. you, you can almost count on that. That's well, let me ask you about Ticonderoga. Right yeah, let me ask you about Ticonderoga. Is that it hasn't we really haven't seen that be too much of a factor in recent tournaments? What do you think? Uh, I know it has been fishing a little better um, for sure with this water coming up. I know initially once that water rose and it got dirty for about a week, I know fishing was in extremely well down there. Um, I was out of town at that time. And I guess I came back a little late and tried it when things seemed like things had kind of stabilized down there already by the time I got to it. Uh, and it wasn't like insane fishing by any means. But at the end of the day, you know, I would say it's it's probably better um, this year with these conditions uh, we're faced with right now as opposed to this time of year and years past. So if a guy like. I know John Cox has made the run down there and uh, multiple events and tried to, you know, tried to get on them. Um, they're definitely down there. I think the northern end personally is better, but um, whoever can figure that out could could potentially catch them. Although I really don't believe they could make the run four days and catch them, like big limits. I think it would be like a day or two of – you know, some big bags out of like a grass school or something potentially. Um, but after that, I think uh, you're taking a, you're taking a risk, especially when there's so many four pound small mouths, like I said earlier. Interesting. Inch I know Ty Ticonderoga is, I don't know what it is about it, but 
we've seen guys go down there and and have one big day and then they struggle. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know what it is about it down there. Maybe, like you said, there's the absence of the those four pound smallmouth, which are so common up north, that can't bail you out when you need them. Exactly. Uh, yeah. If you're going down, you're kind of. I mean, you could give yourself time to run stuff, smallmouth stuff on the way down or back up. Uh, definitely, but but yeah, for the most part, if you're going down there, you're you're committing to it, you know, and it can definitely be a tough thing down there. Um, like you mentioned, you know, you could even if you do find a really big grass school and catch them really good one day, uh, they they definitely move. So uh, you know, being able to pin down fish of that quality, like winning caliber fish for four days in a row while making the run down a tie. I don't see it. We could definitely see a big bag day one or day two, you know, on days with better conditions, guys who want to go down there and, and try and figure it out. And a lot of those guys, you know, would go down there and look at it from a different perspective than I would or any of, you know, the locals up here would. So uh, I could be wrong, definitely. The guys could smash them down there. I don't know. I'm not really the tie guy, to be honest with you. I, I suck most of the time down there. <laughs> well, if it gets one, if it gets one at a tie, we'll make sure to like you know play your footage right next to it. Yeah, yeah. You guys can just roast me if it's one <laughs> right next to the winning moment. But well, we'll see if the you know we haven't had a Timmy Horton. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Did you did you get to see that when he uh, was eating pizza back at the dock? Yeah, I didn't get to see it uh, with my own eyes personally, but I remember watching the videos, and I still fish those piles to this day and and mm. stuff like that down there. So it's cool. <laughs> that is, that is really cool. Uh, we haven't seen, we haven't seen it dominated down there really for quite, quite a long time. Last time would be, would be in 2019 when Casey Scanlon won down there, but it, for an FLW tour, but that was a different time of year. That was, um, yeah. end of June, um, and it ended the June. So, I mean, right. I don't know if there was spawning activity still going on or what might've been, you know, going on really in that deal, but it would be cool to kind of see. You know, at least get some coverage of some guys down there, you know, big weight flipping, yeah. frogging, you know, Heck the whole, yeah. whole deal slopping yeah. around. I I like it. This tournament's setting up that way yeah. for being an awesome tournament to watch, right? Because it could go anyway. Large mouth, mm-hmm. small mouth, it, it'll be fun to watch. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, Champlain has a lot of diversity regardless. You know, mm-hmm. any event is is typically really good to watch here. But, yeah, with the with the water being up, I truly think that some bigger large house will play and maybe some guys that um, you wouldn't expect to necessarily be at the top at this one in a smallmouth event will uh, will be up there with some some big large mouths. So it, it could be cool. Could be it's cool. gonna be the it's gonna be the battle which 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 color wins brown or green it's like yeah you know, or, or or both mixed or bags both, or big man. bags usually I'm so. o- I'm always trying to mix my bag and yeah. August is the when it starts to become feasible uh the the deep smallmouth you're I mean you're this is your deal mm-hmm. um is what kind of depth zone can we expect these guys to be fishing uh is it 20 to 40 or deeper than that yeah i definitely think like maybe uh some guys might doing might be doing some like shallower point type stuff in the morning maybe like some mid zone 12 to 20 kind of mm-hmm. like power fishing or throwing a top water 
But as that day goes on, I hate that kind of fishing. That's that's so boring. (laughs) Yeah. As last four pounds smallmouth in the shallows, that doesn't sound like any fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as the day goes on, though, uh, you'll definitely see a majority of the anglers slide out past 30 feet. That's where it's going to be happening. Um, You know, there is a lot of there is a lot of rock and boulders and veins, points and stuff like that to target in that 20 to 30 foot section. Um, But I really think that, you know, a lot of them will be targeting those pelagic fish on bait, you know, 40, 50, 60 foot. 60 feet deep. That's crazy, Jocelyn. What do we who do we have over on the IM board? Well, I'm definitely confused by this question. So you guys are going to we'll interpret. But Howie wants to know, Alec, how much of a factor is T.I. going to be a factor? Ty. 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 Yep. In L.M. Or are, there, or are there <laughs> enough areas above TI that holds LM? <laughs> Howie, we're going to need a decoder for you, uh, for Jocelyn to ask your question to us. Um, well, we talked a lot about that, oh, okay. about the largemouth and the smallmouth and Ticonderoga. Great, great question, Howie. What's up, Howie? Um, 60 feet deep. You fishing on the bottom in 60 feet of water? No. No. You're fishing on, you're fishing the bait. Yeah, they're yeah, I mean, it could be 40 foot, it could be 100 foot, and those outwives are only going to be, like, at least in the top 25 foot of the water column, and smallmouths will be around the same zone every time. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. Man. Yep, it's just a game of commitment at that <laughs> point, you know. <laughs> like, how do, how do you make heads or tails of any of that? Like, yeah, like, it's... Oh, it's my boat's in 100, but the bait's in 25, and, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, just set your scope to 40 foot down and go, you know? Yeah. Like it's, wow. It's just, uh, it. oftentimes, when, like, when I first started really searching for those fish on scope, I, I ended up with more questions than answers a lot of the times. Yeah. And uh, it's really something that you kind of just have to put your head down and do all day, and... Um, I think there'll be a good amount of anglers doing that this event and uh, the ones who, you know, get confidence sticking with that for this one are going to do really well. I think you're better than average size. Smallmouths are all out there doing that. Uh, Not that you couldn't catch some big ones on rock and stuff, isolated boulders. There's always a timing for that, but um, you know, they're, they're definitely feeding up. And they're roaming around out there. These fish are so much different than all the other smallmouths in the state, in my mind. And only because, like, you know, we a lot of places I go, the river, Ontario, Cayuga, they're all goby fish. And they're just, overall, they're kind of lazy. Like, they're not going to chase much. They don't have big tails. They don't have big mouths. But Champlain, they're definitely hunters. And they have to, right. they have to you know, cover a lot of water in order to eat what they do and add weight and um they like to move so the guy that that slides around and moves with them is definitely going to do well what an interesting uh takeaway there pete from the you know the cayuga small mouth small mouth small tail champlain small mouth big tail big mouth mm-hmm. like they're definitely it and, and i'd never really thought about it that way before yeah. but there is 100 percent something to that yeah they're hunters man they're not lazy they definitely have to work for their food and i feel like we probably have like it's interesting the mm-hmm. smallest average you know 
per per fish out of any of those other places that I mentioned. But in a sense, to me, I think they're the coolest. Uh, I would, I don't know. Gobies are going to be in here eventually, but I don't really, I hope they, they never show up because I really like how these smallmouths operate and, you know, they're just true hunters out there. They are, they, they, and yeah. they, they're aggressive and it's, it's fighters it's, too, it's, man. They, they have the will to live. They do not <laughs> give a, up. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. When, uh, when you're talking about fishing that deep, like there's a couple, one of the areas of the lake that, um, that I've always been fascinated with, but you know, I haven't, you know, been able to use forward facing up there much cause I haven't been up there in tournaments in recent times, but, uh, the uh the middle part of the lake that big bowl mm-hmm. the giant mm-hmm. crystal clear part of champlain is often very difficult because like back the old school right we're looking for structure points something for mm-hmm. them to relate to uh is that part of the lake playing a bigger factor in tournaments these days it is it's still not talked about as much um outside of uh the spawn and stuff like that you know it's obviously mm-hmm. a big area during the spawn um and a lot of people go down there to fish spawn events but um it definitely can be a factor this time of year and there's a big big population of them the only thing is is there just really is a lot more water you know <laughs> it, it sets up much differently than the northern new york side and then the inland sea um so although there is a big population and and uh of good fish you know there is deeper and just more volume of water i guess you could say and with that being said you know they're definitely gonna use that a lot more you know they'll be out super deep like i was saying and um and just roaming around a lot more as opposed to you know being on a piece of structure i feel like they i feel like 80 percent of the time they're roaming around out here and they only we only catch them on rock and stuff um when they really pull up to feed or pull up to position themselves for the night um or something in that nature that's that's crazy what do you got justin alec i mean i i just want to hear about your your bfl win on champlain because it's it's so tough being a local guy and winning you know in a, a big event at your home body of water i mean pete knows rich knows sometimes it it kills you i just want to hear about uh what your game plan was were you were you running the same stuff that you caught him on in the first bfl i mean give me a breakdown of that day yeah yeah i actually did run the same stuff as i ran in the bfl like a uh, it was like two weeks prior um i spent most of the practice kind of just looking for for largemouth, actually, trying to dial in how I could catch a big largemouth. Um, with that water being up, they weren't in the places I typically like to catch them. So I spent, like, literally, like, three days looking for largemouth, trying to figure it out, basically fishing everything I had. Um, ended up finding some on the final day of practice, but with conditions during the event, north wind, cloudy, rain, I really wasn't about to go flip around. Uh, I just wasn't confident spending that amount of time doing it on a day like that with conditions like that. So I said, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to catch, you know, 20 plus a small mouse. And then I'm just with these conditions, I'm going to leave it to the largemouth guys to do their job. And 
you know, the first BFL, LaBelle did his job. It was great conditions for it. But the second one was not ideal largemouth conditions. And uh, my, I guess my my plan was was the right the right plan of action. <laughs> sure was. It's interesting because, sure uh, you know, cloudy, rainy conditions is not a that's not a winning smallmouth condition. Yeah, it, it really isn't. Yeah. What? How were you able to offset those tough conditions? And how much of it had to do with knowing where to go when the wind blows a certain direction? I mean, I was going to fish uh, this area I had regardless. But you're very right. Like, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to catch them all that well or not. I knew they'd bite at some point in the day. I just knew I'd have to be around them until that happened and kind of stay around them and stay in the area. I knew I was on like a huge population of good fish. I mean, there was like in the first BFL, it was me and two other boats kind of sharing a giant area. And in this BFL, I was sharing a small area with like 10 boats. Oof. So, uh, and I, there, there's definitely timing, uh, involved in there. And a lot of them ended up leaving before, uh, the good time period rolled in when they needed to be there. Um, so that was a little bit of a bonus, but I didn't think that they would bite as well as they ended up biting that day. So it was cool. I was able to slide around. One of my first few fish was like close to a five pounder. And, uh, that was like the first key fish I caught. Um, I had some smaller ones, two and threes I threw back. But once I caught that really big one, uh, I knew at that moment I'd have a shot at 21 for the day and I just stuck with it. I knew I needed four bites the rest of the day and I figured I'd get them. Well, you did that. That's uh, a another amazing win. Another amazing tournament for you. Thank you. Thank you. Flying, flying in the face of that, uh, that rough condition. So yeah. that was, that was, that was well done. Um, what's next, man. You got a, uh, What's next on your agenda? You got the championship coming up. What do you get? What do you, what do you got? Yeah, definitely the championship. Um, as far as like immediate schedule, uh, after this, I'm going to head over to Cayuga for the BFL over there this weekend. Are you guys going to be there? Are you, are you, you guys aren't taking on Cayuga. I'm at the elites. Ah, you're at the elites. Mm. Yep. See, don't try to bait them in to go on Cayuga. <laughs> yeah. We we got work to do up at Lake Champlain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're making uh, it hard on me, Alec. But uh, <laughs> well, but you're Cayuga, always there on Cayuga Pete when I'm there. That's why I figured. <laughs> I'd love to be there, and I know, uh, you know, we've had they've had big spring there this year with the smallmouth coming on. Uh, mm -hmm. Are are you gonna are are you gonna do smallmouth there? Yeah, I feel like I've got the large mouse maybe pretty dialed, but I definitely need to spend more time looking for the small mouse there. I'm going to yeah. do my best to try and figure out a mixed bag scenario. I think that's the way to go, and um, and we'll see. But it's been taking huge weight to win there. Huge. huge. Is that is huge. that right recently? Yeah. No kidding. The yeah. Fairs Marine Tournament was up there, and um... – do you know what was I, I want to say it was like 31 pounds for five or something that won no, that, that was for it was 30 for six. For six. 30 for six. Yeah. 30 yeah, for six. Yeah, but but I believe a 26 pound limit won like a small deal, like a week and a half ago or something. Good that was night. Yeah. 
Wow. Is is that is that still all gobies is what they're figuring is exploding these fish up there? Yeah, I can imagine. I've seen a good deal of gobies up shallow, small ones, as well as catching bigger ones out deep. So, yeah, as far as the smallmouth, and I believe the largemouth, too, uh, they're definitely both eating them. And they sure. the way they're shaped in there, they look like they're both eating them, you know? So <laughs> the largemouth look like a St. Lawrence smallmouth almost. They're just built so funny, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're definitely eating them, and uh, I'm gonna try and target a target a mixed bag this week. Is the uh, do you have any intel on the grass up there? Uh, I know they had wiped the grass out on the north end for a couple years, and is it back? Do you know? Yeah, I know it's been taking a toll. Uh, I haven't been up there this year yet, so I don't know for sure uh, what it's looking like. But uh, dropping pellets is not not the move definitely it's gonna take a toll on this place maybe not now it's fishing good now but i fear for the next five years unfortunately but that's something really real that you know a lot of people up here are starting to talk about and um i wouldn't you know cayuga is a special fishery and i'd i'd hate to see it get destroyed because it dropped 100 yeah that's uh just so you can get cleaner access to your boat dock i guess but uh yeah it, 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 at cayuga and I, I don't know if i told this story but the first federation tournament that i fished there which was you know once again back in 1800 mm-hmm. the uh we had i don't know 300 competitors in the event something wow. like that it was our team tournament yeah. and when when it was you know every that's what everybody fished everybody had a limit every single person in the event boaters and co's all had limits of fish i had ne- we had never seen anything like it people were catching 50 fish a day all of us it's crazy that is unbelievable and now um the weights are massive mm-hmm. but like the last bfl that i fished there i had a solid you know bag but i caught six bass yeah just super low bites but if you can get the bites you know there's such a good average there yeah that's that's the beauty of that place well well wish you best of luck i know we all wish we were going up to cayuga to try to bust the 25 to 30 pound stringer Jeez, but, uh, all right i'm I'm sure i'm sure you're gonna and shout out to our boys at courtland uh courtland line uh master right the corner. master braid is assembled right there basically on the banks of cayuga oh no way that's awesome i did not know that yeah yeah they, they've uh they well they've been there for almost a man 100 years not quite that long but they've been making fly line uh forever and you guys need to go check out their master braid line it's amazing stuff it's made right there and we, we got to get a tournament on seneca i hear seneca is like uh is like the gem up there right now that's what i've heard i've never been but i've had definitely been hearing a lot about it this year it's i have too i think the you know people all tried to keep it secret but now it's out and uh and we got to get up there but uh i wish you the best at, at, at you know at your upcoming events and uh thanks, thanks, thanks. for coming on I, before, I before i go i'm gonna put you on the spot who's winning this week uh kiowa fujita mm. All right. wow he's got he's got 12 uh forward facing sonar units on his boat <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. If a largemouth don't play, I think it'll be someone like him. 
Vegeta. Okay, well, he certainly has gotten some chops, man. He is really killing it uh, this year out on the his rookie year out on the elites. I, uh, I think it's only the beginning for that guy. I've been following him far before he made uh, he made it to America, and he's one of the best. Wow, wow, that's pretty uh, that's pretty progressive. You were following his uh, his Japanese mm -hmm. uh, AOIs. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yep. He's he. I think he's won everything you could possibly win over there. Yeah. Mm. Well, he's on. He's on his way to do it here. Good. Good pick. So you're going. Well, you know, if he wins it, he's going after smallmouth. So I think yeah. you, you, <laughs> you have made your claim, and we appreciate mm. you doing that and uh, hanging out with us again. And uh, I, I mean, we're going to have you on again. You keep winning, so we'll we'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds good. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> have a great day, and uh, what, what a what a good deal. Great insight, man. On uh, you know what I was thinking about while he was um, talking about just migrating out into 100 feet of water, yeah, looking at bait fish, reminds me of how you fish grass. Like other people can't do it that long mm. you know what i mean right. you 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 fish you're persistent uh to the point of either win or failure right but you to to your own fault to a fault like christy does he's like i'm stubborn to a fault but it gets you in the w's mm -hmm. um that's how these it. guys are fishing that deep water it's just like it to them i never thought about you know that they're be. they're just investing like this is it Right. This is where I'm going, and I'm going to commit to this pattern, uh, you know, good, bad, or otherwise. Mm -hmm. yeah. Confidence in it, you know. They have confidence to do it that way. Yeah. Just like we have confidence to fish grass, I guess. that uh, It's an interesting you way a, to look you, at it. You get a deep water guy out on a grass bed, and he's, and I've seen it a million times. Like, I can't fish around all this grass all the time, you mm -hmm. know. They want to immediately get away from it. It's uh, it's pretty unique. But, mm. but great insight from Alec. Um, as, as expected, we're got, we got some prizes. Let's give some stuff away guys. Um, we've got a like and share contest going on. Great, uh, duo of waterwood baits coming your way, uh, for the winner of our like and share contest, as well as a grand prize, including some Cortland master braid, which we talked about, a, a bash university rod sleeve and, uh, some DT 16s, by the way, one of my all time favorite crankbaits when you're when you're fishing for those smallies like he's talking about right up and at anywhere from five to 20 foot zone yeah. i love cranking for them it gets going this time of year sometimes usually a little bit later in the year but you can get on that crankbait bite this time using anything from a dt10 to a dt16 depending on their depth uh great great little smallmouth bait that uh that people people don't always talk about it for smallmouth but it's one of my faves giving away some of those uh, yeah. for for our uh, grand prize question rich do you do you have that one ready to I go? do I have uh, I have the question ready to go um here it is uh it was mentioned during the show so you had to be paying attention to the show when was the last major tournament won out of Ticonderoga and who won it when was the last major event won out of Ticonderoga and who was the winner mm. we had two winners mentioned the most recent the i know that's what I, that's i, I think uh, it's going to confuse yeah. people yeah. uh ooh, might ooh, might ooh. cause them some trouble yeah, from the brain of riz yeah the <laughs> brain of riz <laughs> two two winners um, mentioned on this show what Get are the right your, one what are your beliefs on like the moon playing part in fishing 
Uh, that's a great question. The moon phase. Because this past matter. weekend, there was a meteor shower that I was out watching um, down the shore. Mm. And while watching the meteor shower, you could just hear so many fish splashing in the water. And I didn't know that that had anything to do with it. Wow. I never heard of the meteor shower influence. We'll have to get that one. It was really cool. I discussed. saw at least 45 shooting stars. It was amazing. Wow. wow. And I could That's hear awesome. all the fish flapping in the back. <laughs> But That's to answer a answer your question, I hmm. think about the moon a lot. Some big people do, guy. some people don't. Yeah, big moon guy. <laughs> big moon guy. Rich. Sure. Around the spawn, I think about the moon a lot. Sitting around drinking his morning coffee, thinking about the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> but well, I, and you're not alone, Rich, yeah. right? There's a lot of people that put a lot of weight in it. They have actual tables. Mm -hmm. Uh what are those charts called? Lo so lunar charts, so lunar feeding charts. Yep. And they have what if they're positive? How does it work? I don't pay there's, attention. There's a, a major feeding, major period minor, and a minor feeding, feeding period. Windows. Yeah, you okay. know. I think I think it just the reason that I think about it so much is because of how how much we fish a tide and how much the moon has to do with the tide. Yeah, you know that's kind of why it. You know, I, I think about it a lot. But well, in, in your in our world of tidal water fishing, it is everything. Right? right, the moon dictates everything that goes on in the feed, mm -hmm. bite windows, that that whole bit, uh, absolutely a big factor. But people, a lot of anglers, um, value that, uh, you know, or, or pay a lot of attention to those major and minor windows as it relates to wherever you're fishing, sure. great Great Lakes or uh, um, other bodies of water, you know, reservoirs. So it's a it's a big factor um, in you know in how people predict what the fish are going to do right i've not paid much attention to it because it's like i've always been a tournament guy and you like you got to go catch them no matter what and you know whether we have a major minor i'm just going to go try to plant myself where uh i think the best place to be is and uh i've kind of i've made i've ignored it mm -hmm. honestly i've ignored it and i don't know if that's a positive or a negative i know there's a lot of guys like me and there's a lot of guys like you yeah um that that absolutely think it's one of the most important things in fishing. I, you know the the um, swim bait guys. We got a funny. We got guys. a funny funny answer to our to our <laughs> trivia question. Uh, BKJ said the last time a major event was run out of uh, one out of Ticonderoga was the Dean in 1890. <laughs> <laughs> that was mentioned. There you are. <laughs> that could be the correct answer. <laughs> That's not the answer we were we were looking for, but uh, we did find the right answer we were looking for pretty quick from St. Crest, and that was 2019. And Casey Scanlon, Casey Scanlon was the uh, was the winner of of that event. So awesome! Congratulations. I'm gonna I'm gonna name BKJ just for that comment. He's gonna be the subscriber of this week. Yeah, <laughs> We're yes. gonna send you something special. So send over your address as well. <laughs> I, I don't appreciate that prize being awarded at this time, Jocelyn. <laughs> I was waiting for something to stand out to me, and that did. All right. Well, that it did. But it, but I was thinking about Keith over at Black Talon Lures and the glide baits. Yeah and how important he finds the moon phase sure. on whether or not they're going to commit. In other words, when the, when the moon phase is on those minor windows, they'll follow, they'll track, they'll not commit. But when, when it, when it's other than that, you know, the majors, I guess yeah. you find those big five to 10 pounders committing. And, uh, and that's pretty awesome. Shout out to black talent lures 
building some amazing glide baits. Did somebody else crack on me, Jocelyn? No. I see but, a smile. But St. Press was thanking Dan for not answering the trivia uh, question. <laughs> 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 he did not. Uh, he must have got called away. Well, well we, we still have our like and share, though. And um, let me let me do the little spinny thing. And our like and share winner is, oh, I think this is a new person, Tracy Norway. Hey, Lion. Tracy. Tracy won our Thank like you, and Tracy. share. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks for liking and sharing. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, don't forget, we got some really amazing content coming out of Bash University this week. And get yourself signed up for a three-month uh, subscription at a ridiculously low price right now to get yourself uh, all bashed up. Go check sure. it out at bashu.tv. Yeah, we have we have great member benefits. So if you are a member benefit, you can go over and get your Epoch battery for discounted, Hobie eyewear for discounted. Uh, Aquaview over at Tackle Direct. Yes, we have member benefits, but right now Tackle Direct, they have a huge deal going on with the Aquaview um, 5.0, I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Micro. Micro. I got to give a awesome shout out camera. to Epoch Batteries. Guys, check them out. Uh, I was charging my batteries before my, my last trip, and uh, I don't know how this happened uh, because I'm so sharp all the time, but somehow i put the negative on the positive and the positive on the negative mm. on my charger charging system and they just it didn't even didn't phase anything Ooh. um it actually shut down and prevented charging as as it has to but uh i was appreciative of all the the i don't know what, fail safe fail safe in place for yeah. guys like me uh appreciate that batteries are amazing We've all done it the Epoch 36 volt is is now it's officially my favorite battery of all time. Uh, I've you know now that Jake is fishing all the time, we're going out. I'm sometimes going two three days, uh, not even worried about a charge. Still holding mm. 60 percent and up. Uh, it's amazing. It's a, it delivers delivers big. Uh, so go check those batteries out. Love those. And uh, you know Hobie sunglasses. I see you wearing your Hobies, Jocelyn. Um, and we, I was out uh, just recently uh, fishing, and, and I was teaching the kids and one of the fathers that that came out with us. And uh, the importance of wearing those glasses is, is, you know, not just for sight fishing when you're dealing with the spawn, but being able to identify. We're on the river. Right. You got to be able to see the targets, the the wood that's two feet down in stained water. Yeah. You can see them with the Sightmaster Plus lens. You can see the grass edges. You you know that that um that dark hue of a eelgrass, mm -hmm. you know clump. Oh yeah, that's way off in the distance. That's juice. You cannot see them uh, if you don't have a good quality nope. pair of sunglasses. That glare, you won't be able to see. The you right will miss stuff. you will miss the target for sure whether you're grass fisherman or you're sight fishing or you're looking for targets uh go check them out comfortable you'll love them guys thank you we love you we appreciate you being part of bash university and we will see you next week